Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, folks, however you want to watch or listen we've got you covered multiple ways already today is a big old thursday we are continuing on with the day four of our 73 day nfl draft prospects so the clue for today is, is he could potentially be the first wide receiver chosen we already did um Dev, um yeah Devonte smith but this guy could be good as well and he didn't play this season so We'll see what happens there. Um, and then um, also today we got to do our NBA player spotlight. The hint for that one's going to be um, he's the front runner of our MVP category right now. Uh, but he is kind of getting closed up on by Damian Lillard. So we'll see what happens at the end of a season and who we're going to officially crown. But that's what we got to do today. Obviously still breaking down the NBA from last night. And folks, we just had breaking news about 10 minutes ago. So let's get right into these, into these stories. So here we go. Breaking news. Just tweeted at 1145. 4 a.m. by Adam Schefter. Philadelphia has agreed to trade Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts in exchange for a 2021 third round pick. Third round pick, that's a steal. And a conditional 2022 second round pick that could turn into a first. This is absolutely perfect for, I mean, it's absolutely perfect for both clubs. Philadelphia, they had two good quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, they, I mean, he didn't even want to be there anymore. He wasn't making it work. So they go with Jalen Hurts, a, a rookie who wants to prove himself, who can be molded a little bit more. Uh, so Philadelphia wins there, and then the Colts win because they're just a quarterback plug-and-play away. They kind of, you know, bridged the season uh, with Phillip Rivers this season, got him to the playoffs. Not bad. They actually played really good good actually so Carson Wentz we know is a serviceable quarterback he's he's good he just can't stay healthy that's the one knock that we have on Carson Wentz but I believe Philadelphia and the Colts both win on this trade Cole or Philadelphia really didn't uh, or the Colts really didn't give up that much they gave up a, t- a third round pick in this year's draft all, all right and then a 2022 draft that could turn into a first round pick so if it turns into a first round pick Philadelphia that's a kind of solid win for them because I only like first round picks if it's still a second round pick then the Colts won the trade a hundred percent but let's um let's go into what Carson Wentz did this year Obviously, this was his worst season because he was throwing so many interceptions. And I just want to kind of point this out that this is a great fit for both parties. Carson Wentz gets to move on a fresh a fresh start, a clean slate. Folks, he was kind of the face of Philadelphia. Then when he went down um, and then Nick Foles made that magical playoff run and won the Super Bowl, I mean, things turned sour right after that moment because now you're the face of the franchise, Carson Wentz, and then you have to look at this every time you come into work in the morning. A statue of Nick Foles out in front of your home stadium. That's kind of what you built. You got them to the Super Bowl. Yes, Nick Foles carried, like, finished it off because he was hurt. But imagine being the face of the franchise, being told you're the guy, you're our quarterback, you're our starting quarterback. But then you have to look at the backup that stole all of your credit every morning when you come to work. That's got to play in some psych- psych- psychological aspect for Carson Wentz. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, this was just, it, it's not disrespectful. It's just a little, it's a little disrespectful. It's a little disrespectful, uh, to Carson Wentz. Now, obviously Nick Foles deserves it. I mean, he, you're a backup who, you know, all the pressure is on you now. Hey, we're, we're good. Uh, but our quarterback went down. So, you know, you had to start to step it up, but just, it, it was never the same after this moment for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. He never really wanted to unite the locker room. He was never kind of a, a player's quarterback. He never really played for the guys. He was just kind of out there on his own. That's just what I saw from just his body language and what everybody was saying about him around the league in the locker room. Um, so, I mean, the statue in Philadelphia, I think it was a nice driving wedge between Carson Wentz's attitude towards the Philadelphia organization. All right, let's go back to his stats now. I mean, uh, yes, his rookie year. The one thing I do like about Carson Wentz is not a lot of picks. Obviously, his rookie year, 14, and then this year, 15 picks. Obviously, not good. But, I mean, the three seasons between his rookie year and last season, we got 33 touchdowns, 7 picks, 21 touchdowns, 7 picks, 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. So, I mean, folks, we're talking uh, a minimum of 3 to 1 touchdown interception ratio, which is really, really good. And look at some of these yards, 3,200, 3,000, 4,000 yards with some decent completion percentages with this, 60%, 69%. 9%, 63%. Now, obviously, this year was not a great year. This was kind of the boiling point over for the year for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. 57% completion percentage, absolutely not good at all. 2,600 yards, absolutely not good at all. I get he only played 12 games because they started Jalen Hurts at the back end of the season. 16 touchdowns, 15 picks is absolutely trash. I mean, we're not even close to two to I mean, it's it's base. It's it's one to one. It's trash. So. Yes, Carson Wentz didn't have a great this year, but I mean, 2017, 2018, 2019, all pretty good. It's just he can't stay healthy, and that's the other knock with him, unfortunately. So hopefully he gets a new system, new start, new coach, new players, new organization that will that want him to succeed, that want him to be the guy. There's no backup quarterback on the, uh, the Colts that is going to overshadow Carson Wentz. At least we don't think. We'll have to see Carson Wentz get injured, and then let's see what happens. But uh, so far, Colts are going to go all in on Carson Wentz. He's got a nice receiver, nice number one wide receiver in T.Y. Hilton. The running game for the Colts is absolutely magnificent. Neheim Hines, Jonathan Taylor in that line. Oof, boy. That was reason, That was really the only reason that Phillip Rivers had really great success last season. And he had real great success. When you look at these stats of Phillip Rivers, it was probably his best season, honestly. 68% completion percentage. 4,100 yard, 24 touchdowns, and 11 picks. So if Phillip Rivers can make this system work, I think Carson Wentz can because Phillip Rivers throws so many more picks than Carson Wentz does. I mean, look at this. Uh, Phillip Rivers has barely had a season where he's thrown under 10 picks. Carson Wentz already has three seasons of that. So before, uh, when Carson Wentz was a starter, he had two seasons of interceptions below 10, and they were both nine. Everything else, all his other one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 other seasons from Phillip Rivers are all 10 plus interceptions. And folks, we get an 18 interception season. Uh, we get a 21 interception season. So, you know, Carson Wentz, maybe better than Phillip Rivers? Obviously not right now because, I mean, we're talking about, you know, 17 years compared to five years and three of those years healthy. So, um, but I think Carson Wentz could definitely be serviceable. If Phillip Rivers made it work at the quarterback position in Indianapolis, so can Carson Wentz. He doesn't really turn the ball over. All you guys have to worry about is his health. And, you know, maybe he got all of his injuries out in the front of his career. It could happen. You know, obviously players get injured. It's hard not to get injured in football. I mean, folks, you're running at each other 
tens of miles an hour, maybe even 25, the way Tyreek Hill would be running. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just have to worry about the health, but it's a solid line there, solid protection, solid receivers, really solid everything. They're a plug-and-play quarterback away. Carson Wentz, a fresh start here in Indianapolis, an organization that wants him to be there. He will be the guy, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I think it's a great win for both parties, as I said. Philadelphia can move on, not tied down to Carson Wentz anymore. Carson Wentz doesn't have to be in a kind of a toxic um, organization. So, and, and they really didn't even give up that much a, a third round this year. That's nothing. That's really worth nothing. I'll take. A, I will trade my third round picks for anything. Give me a sandwich. I'll trade you my third round pick. And uh, you know the conditional 2022. This is where it's gonna determine. So we're gonna have to wait till next season to really kind of determine who won this trade. Right now, I think it's 50-50. Probably 55 in favor of the Colts and 45 in favor of the Eagles of who won this trade. Uh, but if the if that second if the 2022 conditional pick turns out to be a first-round pick, then I think it may be 55% Philadelphia, 45% Indianapolis. But it is real close right now, and I think it's great for both parties involved. All righty, let's move on. Um, here, we, here we go. Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert on Big Ben as quarterback for 2021. Here we go. Quote, he reiterated to us that he, wa he wants to continue to play. We told him we have to look at the current situation. <laughs> so uh, the general manager is like, yes, Ben, we know you want to play. But damn, you're not good anymore. You're, that arm is noodle-ish a little bit. And you're getting played – you're getting planned to pay a lot of money here. So, you know, if you want to play – you have to take a big old pay cut, and that, Big Ben said he would be willing to take a pay cut. So, unfortunately for Big Ben, the arm talent's not there. We saw that at the back half of this season, just couldn't get it done. They've got their wide receivers. If they can install a better running game, maybe Big Ben can work for one more year, but I don't see it happening. Um, they're going to have to restructure his contract if he's going to be the guy here. Uh, he's going to have to play. He's going to have to play for probably next to nothing, honestly. Probably a five to seven, ten million dollar deal for one year, and that's where they kind of value Big Ben right now the arm's not the best he was dinking and dunking all season so yeah Big Ben wants to play but you know from a business owner standpoint they're like yeah thanks for being the face of the franchise <laughs> thanks for the two rings but I, th I think we got to move on this year so uh, I think they're going to be end up doing Big Ben a little dirty here in Pittsburgh and it's unfortunate maybe a little deserved you know the way that he was playing not not very satisfactory Alrighty, we got to reiterate this point um, because we haven't really said it in a while. So perfect time to rebring it up. So here we go. Richard Sherman, 49ers have made it, quote, pretty clear that they are moving on. We saw Richard Sherman kind of talking it really even before the season ended the season with the 49ers uh, that he really didn't. It's not that he didn't want to be there. It's that he thinks that the 49ers don't want him there anymore and that they're going to move off of him. And then that's when all the talk came out of Richard Sherman wanting to come out and go to the Jets. So Richard Sherman to the Jets is 100% going to happen. The 49ers are not going to re-sign him, not going to bring him back. And when Richard Sherman goes to a new team, it's going to be the Jets. You've heard it here first, folks. We've been hearing it from his mouth. Whatever the player says the first time, that is what's true. Everything else is just a walk back because, you know, they shouldn't have said it or something like that. The agent gets a hold of them. Hey, you can't say that. You're bringing down your own value. You're making your own team look bad, all that. You got to go and walk back those statements. So Richard Sherman, we know he's going to be not a 49er next season, and we know he wants to go play with the Jets and Robert Sala. There it is. 49ers, no more Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman is not out to the Jets. We know this, folks. We know this. 
Um, alrighty, little uh, video here of the Jaguars' new uniforms. I have not seen these this yet, so we'll let this clip play as we're talking. Hopefully, we can see this these uniforms. I follow a couple of Jags fans on Twitter, so follow me back, and I can follow you because that's how I know what the fans are saying, folks. I'm on the Twitter. I'm on the internet. Uh, but Jaguars announced they are going back to teal unis as their primary home color for next season. So let's see how these uniforms are looking here. How are these all teal uniforms looking? Get a nice little promo here. Uh, their old uniforms in the teal. Look at that, all teal, all teal pants as well. The black pants with the teal, that's looking pretty good. White and teal is not bad either. Do we get an official shot or is it just a, a promo, a sneak, a teaser? That's really it. That's all we get. This is all we get. All right. I thought we were going to get the reveal. Not the reveal. A little teaser, but if you're a Jags fan, the teal unis are coming back. Looking pretty decent. <laughs> Alrighty, let's see if we can uh, win some money here. Odds on Blake Griffin's next team if traded. Um, so let's see the best odds here, the best fit for him, and see if we can make some money. So the first one on the list with the best odds is the OKC Thunder with plus 325. Blake Griffin, he would probably be decent on the Thunder. If Blake Griffin wants to be traded, I'm sure he wants to go to somewhere where he can has have a chance to kind of win a championship, maybe come off the bench and get production from that way. So we'll see what's on Blake Griffin's mind, but I don't think he would go to OKC. No chance at really winning a ring. If he did go to OKC, I think it would be pretty good. You have Blake Griffin at probably the four. That means Dort, Lugans Dort could probably stay at that number two. Shea Gillis-Alexander still at the number one. That could probably work. A decent big three. Gillis-Alexander, Dort and Blake Griffin that could that could be decent I would be interested in seeing how well that would work but I don't think Blake Griffin would want to go to the Thunder because they don't have a chance at um making the playoffs uh Miami Heat Alrighty, who he's obviously not going to replace Bam Adebayo he's going to be the starter there maybe Blake Griffin comes off the bench maybe in a Kelly Olynyk type of role off the bench or in the starting lineup uh, it would be a decent fit for the Heat the Heat need another piece with Goran Dragic being out with this ankle injury it's really killing this Heat team right now so Blake Griffin to the Heat plus 350 I think it's decent to throw maybe 10 bucks on there you went three you went and how much do you win 30 35 bucks it's not 350 is it 350 bucks with the 10 bucks bet? 10 buck bet? Uh, is that right? Let me see if I can go to DraftKings real quick. Anybody got plus 350 odds real quick? We can. I think it is. I think it is. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Plus 195. You put 10 bucks on that. What do you win? You win. Okay, so you do. Okay, so it's be like 35 bucks. Never mind. Um, but I mean, I think it's still solid to kind of. Put a little bit of money on the Heat for the Blake, Blake Griffin's next landing spot. The Celtics. Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't think that's a great fit for Blake Griffin. I don't think Blake Griffin's that good, and the Celtics need somebody better than Blake Griffin right now. If they just add Blake Griffin, it's kind of like a below average market smart. You get some nice defensive beef, but is he really reliable for everything else? I don't know. Um, so Celtics plus five hundred. I don't think they'd go and take a chance on them. Lakers, they really have everything kind of great right now. Yes, Anthony Davis is out, so maybe they try and get another beef with Blake Griffin, but I don't really see how he fits into that system that the Lakers have right now. The Hornets stay away from that organization. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. They're building. Blake Griffin would just destroy it. The Blazers, uh, they've got pieces everywhere. They're kind of deep. They don't need Blake Griffin. The Nets, I've heard that been floating around a little bit, coming off the bench with DeAndre, or coming off the bench, um, pairing back up 
up with DeAndre Jordan, and this would be decent money to kind of put it on plus twelve hundred. So if you bet at ten bucks, you win one hundred and twenty bucks. Now that's what we're talking about. So if uh, I think you know putting ten bucks on the on this Nets for where Blake Griffin goes, I think that's very very solid. The Nets are all stacked. They would just kind of need another bench player to come in and get decent contribution off the bench while you know KD, James Harden, Kyrie Irving are all resting. Chicago Bulls, I mean, they got no future there. They don't even know how to treat their own stars. I, I doubt they bring in Blake Griffin. The Golden State Warriors, um, it'd be decent. It would be decent. Once again, Blake Griffin would probably have to come off the bench. You already got Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green and all that, so there's really no room for Blake Griffin in the starting lineup for the Warriors. But coming off the bench, I mean, the Warriors aren't that deep off the bench, and James Wiseman being out, you know, that, that'd be a pretty solid. But Blake Griffin would really kind of need to commit to be being a true number four, really, not taking all these threes if he goes to really this Warriors team and really any of these teams over here. And then the last one on this list, Philadelphia 76ers plus 1,200 as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be decent for the 76ers. I mean, they are championship contenders right now. Blake Griffin, once again, would have to come off the bench. There's really no room for him. They already got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and they got the nice three-point shooters around him. So if Blake Griffin wants to come off the bench, I think the 76ers wouldn't be a bad situation for him. So I say, you know, put 10 bucks on him going to Miami, put 10 bucks on him going to... The Celtics may even pick him up because they're so desperate to get somebody a piece of beef. They need something better than Daniel Tice, Robert Williams, and um, Tristan Thompson. They need something else, honestly. Uh, so ten bucks on the Heat, ten bucks on the Celtics, ten bucks on the Nets, and ten bucks on the Seventy Sixers and Warriors. I think those are all decent landing spots for him. I would say if we have to bet all of our money on one team, I would say Blake Griffin probably goes to. The Nets, <laughs> honestly, the Nets. Um, I just cannot. I don't. I don't see a team going after Blake Griffin. He's not showing us anything real great this season. You would really just have to rely on his um, overhyped star power that he doesn't even have anymore. Alrighty, and here it is, folks. What you've all been waiting for, what we've been counting down all week, the top 100 plays of the NFL, and now we've got number 25 through number one. Cannot wait. What is going to be the best play from this season? Would Will we agree? There's been some questionable calls here. Number 100 right off the rip, having Mitch Trubisky in here. So some questionable calls here in the top 100. Hopefully they get it all sorted out here from 25 to number one. Um, what are we still looking for? The Miami Miracle play still looking for that we saw Derrick Henry's overtime run touchdown against the Ravens we saw that any other big plays were missing I don't even know I can't even remember so let's have this remember for us let's see so here we go number 25 through number one top 100 plays of the NFL season coming down to today's show here we go at number five we get a Baker Mayfield pitch to Chubb who rounds the corner and he says goodbye 55 yard touchdown run truly deserved oh he goes out at the one oh I forgot yes okay so he just ices the game doesn't go and uh score the extra point there so all righty all righty would have been touchdown he goes out at the one all right Derek Carr at number 24 nice little red zone touchdown pass oh my god Woof! a one-handed interception by the Colts in the end zone that is dirty that is disrespectful that is stunting on him holy cow Woo! a one-handed pick trying to hit Darren Waller how do you under throw the 6-7 tight end I don't know but Derek Carr does it there that's why you switch over to Marcus Mariota number 24 very well done to the Colts defense 
Number 23, Alex Smith getting into the action. Oh, very well done. Nice one hand to catch there with the defender all over him. Alrighty, number 22, Baker Mayfield. What is this, his fifth play here? Oh, my God. He's been all over the top 25, mostly for his receivers here. This is Donovan Peoples-Jones at the corner of the end zone catching it. Nice little 33-yard touchdown pass here. Absolutely perfect back shoulder throw. Very well done, Donovan Peoples-Jones. What a maneuver. All right, number 21, Matt Stafford in the red zone. Oh, pump faking. Buying time. Game winner walk-off touchdown against the Falcons. Number 20, Kirk Cousins getting into the mix. Back of the end zone throw to Adam Thielen. Toe-tapping, one-handed catch. Woof, very pretty. Number 19, Brian Fitzpatrick going deep. And it's picked, unfortunately. Unfortunate. Jets pick off uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick at number 19. Number 18, Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins for a nice little touchdown there. Uh, just absolutely stomping on the Jets. Number 17, the Bills and the Ravens. And the Bills pick him off in the end zone. And he returns it all the way. This was the playoff game that really sealed the game. I mean, the Bills didn't score any more points after this uh, touchdown right here. This pick six. Uh, Josh Norman. Is that? No, that wasn't Josh Norman. <laughs> all right, here we go. Number 16, the play we've been waiting for. The Miami Miracle. Ryan Fitzpatrick, face mask, and a grab. And all those extra yards after. Very well done. That play gets number 16. What's better than that? Oh, number 15, the Titans. Do we get Derrick Henry? We get Ryan Tannehill. Nice little back shoulder fade to um, Corey Davis. No, A.J. Brown for the touchdown. Number 14, Lamar Jackson stepping up into the pocket and just running 50 yards all over this Titans defense for the touchdown. Yes, he gets in. Number 14, very well done, Lamar Jackson. This is his first play on here. First good play. We just saw him throw pick six. All right, number 13, Russell Wilson in the red zone. Alrighty, okay, that's good. That's a tight little pass there. Not bad for the touchdown. Number 12, Baker Mayfield is back. But this is going to be OBJ off the toss, off the reverse. And he does he take this 50 yards? Oh, he does. This Cowboys defense early on in this season was not very good. OBJ at number 12. Number 11, Ryan Tannehill back. Two plays in the top 11, but it's all uh, A.J. Brown because he just, oh, my goodness. This man, they, he had like eight people on him trying to bring him down. That's one. Escapes it. There's two. There's three. There's four. Four again. And then he's able to get in the end zone. A.J. Brown making Ryan Tannehill. And he'll look good here in the top 10. All right, number 10, Patrick Mahomes going deep. And that's the one-handed pick. Yes, sir. Do not test Xavier Howard, even with Tyreek Hill. Best, yes, sir, baby. One-handed pick. Absolutely magnificent. These Dolphins corners are some dogs. And just picking off uh, Patty Mahomes trying to hit Tyreek Hill, the best receiver in the league. Alrighty, number nine, Patrick Mahomes back up here. No, it's not Patrick Mahomes. It's number four, to Tyreek Hill. Fourth and inches to ice the game over the Browns in the AFC Divisional Round. Very well done. Number eight, Derek Carr against the Jets. And this is what got the defensive coordinator fired. Uh, Hail Mary at the end of the game to win. Number seven, Aaron Rodgers escaping the pressure. Buying time, an absolute bullet to... Devontae Adams in the end zone for the touchdown. Number six, Ryan Tannehill again. Again. I cannot believe they gave Ryan Tannehill three plays in the top 15. Once again, two, Cole, A.J. Brown. That's it. A.J. Brown is good. Ryan Tannehill is serviceable. Number five. Here we go. Top five here. 
Lamar Jackson against the Browns. And he's going to flip it all the way to Hollywood Brown for 50 yards. He's wide open for the touchdown. Number four, Russell Wilson. Buda Baker's going to pick this one and take it the distance. Pick six for number four. Very well-deserved Buda Baker. What a career or what a season. And watch out for this Cardinals defense next season. Oh, he doesn't get the touchdown. DK Metcalf brings him down. All right. DK Metcalf, this was the play that he hawks him down. Woof. Look at that man. Go. Both. Both parties. Very well done. DK Metcalf, great for chasing him down. And Buda Baker, very well done for getting the almost pick six. Alrighty, number three, Saints, Drew Brees. He's going to go deep. He's going to dump it off to Alvin Kamara. And then he stays on his feet. Dodges another defender. He's got a blocker. He leaps. He hurdles. Takes on another defender. And then he's in for the last score. Yes, sir. Wow. Takes it like 50 yards. All right. Number three, serviceable. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Back to Patty Mahomes. And he's going to let this fly to Tyreek Hill for the touchdown. That should be good. All right. And the number one play here. Oh, they give it the hell. Murray, number one. I guess this is truly deserved. Watch this man just escape the pocket and fling this ball. And then over three defenders, DeAndre Hopkins says, hang on, y'all some small children over here. Y'all not know how I am, how my hands are. And he goes up and gets it. Hail Murray at number one. And I think that's pretty good, folks. I'll give it to him. That's good. I, I can have that be in the number one play of the season. Absolutely. Very well done. Alrighty, so that was the top 100 plays. Saw some good things. I mean, Mitch Trubisky had one. Don't like that. Um, we saw, oh my God, so many Ryan Tannehills. He almost had, I think he had more plays than Derrick Henry, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, Miami Miracle coming in at, what, what was it, like high teens, high teens, something like that. So not bad there. Uh, we respect the NFL for, uh, you know, those were all pretty pretty much in order. We'll agree. We'll agree. Um, alrighty. Those are all the stories we had to talk about today. So let's move on to the NBA. Let's quickly break down what happened in totality. Then we'll go a little bit deeper into the stats. And then we'll try to hit our moneymaker again. And then we got, you know, the NBA player spotlight in our NF NFL draft prospects. So here we go. Last night, well, yesterday on the show, let's preface it with this. Yesterday on the show, we moved the Knicks into the top 10 because uh, we moved the Bucks out in uh, the Knicks. Did not do us any favors. They ended up losing to the Magic 107-89. So, unfortunate for the Knicks. They don't – do they play today? They play today because tomorrow's Friday. They're not going to be able to get another showing. Unfortunate. So, only three games on tomorrow too. So, Knicks, I don't know. We'll try to keep them at number 10. But, uh, yeah, let us down by losing to the Magic. Should never be losing to the Magic. Alrighty, Hawks get back on track, beating the Celtics 122-114. Very well done. Trey Young had a monster game. We'll see who didn't really kind of step up for the Celtics, what happened there. But very well done for this Hawks team getting back on track, breaking that four-game losing streak. Love it. Alrighty, 76ers beating the Rockets. Very well done. 76ers won the first half. Rockets won the second half. But the 76ers' first half was better than the Rockets' second half. That's why the 76ers win 118-113. Rockets made it close. Unfortunately, they couldn't get it done. No Victor Oladipo for this Rockets team. So we don't expect them to win. And they did not win. Alrighty, Nuggets and the Wizards. And the Nuggets lose by two points. Unfortunate there. 
very well done to the Wizards. Uh, they had a nice, uh, who was it, Burton's? Is that his last name? Burton's absolutely going wild for this game. Um, Jamal Murray was absolutely clutch. I think we have some highlights from this game to watch when we get there. Uh, Jamal Murray was going absolutely wild, just unfortunate. They lose kind of, I believe, is this at the, uh, the game-winning free throw? Kind of a lame free throw at the line. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. So Nuggets lose 128-130. Alrighty. Pacers beating the Timberwolves in overtime. Anthony Edwards, he missed a game-winning three-pointer at the end of regulation. Unfortunate. And then the Pacers just outscore the T-Wolves in overtime. So love that this T-Wolves team is starting to compete consistently in some of these games now. Now that Carl Anthony Towns is back. Really wish D-Lo was back. Unfortunate. He's out for a couple more weeks. But uh, Pacers get back on track here, beating a team they should beat. So we'll see how they do. 15-14. and 14, Really just kind of mediocre. Alrighty, Bulls, Pistons, Bulls win. That's all we're saying about it. <laughs> That's all we're saying about it. Nothing really great on either of those teams. Blazers beating the Pelicans 126-124. Damian Lillard is good, folks. Uh, Lonzo Ball had a chance at the game-winning three. Missed it. Ball gets tipped back out to Brandon Ingram, who misses the game, tying mid-range jumper. So, unfortunate for this Pelicans team. They're real good. Uh, they can score points. The defense is something they kind of lack on a little bit, and clutchness is another thing they lack on a little bit. So, we still like what they've got, their core of Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, but everything else is just a little, little mediocre, and Damian Lillard will take advantage of that, and he did in this game. Alrighty, Grizzlies beating the Thunder, 122-113. John Morant and company getting it done. John Morant, triple-double, very well done. Shea Gales Alexander back in the starting lineup, and they lose. Unfortunate. Alrighty, Warriors in the heat, and this one goes into overtime. And, folks, we got clips to watch of this game as well. Curry, Andrew Wiggins, folks. We've been praising Andrew Wiggins all season long. We put um, Did we put him in the um, – yeah, the, he was our all-star. We voted him an all-star. Andrew Wiggins right here. Here's the proof, folks. This is our all-star list. We voted this man an all-star, and he had an absolutely clutch three in this game. So very well done. We know Curry's consistent. We know uh, and uh, Andrew Wiggins is consistent. That's why we like this Warriors team, and they ended up beating the Heat. Not great by this Heat team. Unfortunate for them. Another loss here. They need Goran Dragic back so bad. So bad they need this man back. Once they get Goran Dragic back, then there's no more excuses. We already made the excuse that they needed Jimmy Butler, and that is true. They definitely do need him. But now they also need Goran Dragic as well. Um, so when he gets back, then we'll know what this full extent of this Heat team can do. We just saw the Heat in the bubble last season, and they really have the same pieces. So there's no reason for, you know, us to kind of start slandering this heat. I see a lot of slander of this heat on my timeline. Uh, but uh, they're going to be fine. Let's see them get Goran Dragic get back. And then they can try and make this playoff push because they are currently, or are they currently in the standings? Currently number 11. Only two games out, though, so still, you know, possible. Still in contention for a playoff spot, but need Goran Dragic back. And then the last game of the night, Jazz in the Clippers and no uh, Paul George for this Clippers team. They lose, man. I'm so tired of not seeing this Clippers team at full strength. Um, whether it's the players' fault or not, whether it was COVID or not, it's still frustrating not to seeing this Clippers team outperform. And this was a close game all throughout. But what do the Clippers do? They don't. Oh, they don't 
play well at the end of games. We saw that's why they were blowing all those leads in the playoffs last year in the bubble. They're still doing it here kind of in the regular season because they don't have that kind of chemistry. They don't have that kind of connection of everybody playing in the starting lineup together consistently. So, you know, things get weird. Some people have good games because they don't know how they kind of fit into the offensive role. And now they just lose to the Jazz 114.96. Jazz taking care of business down the stretch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Alrighty, let's go a little bit deeper into these stats now. We'll go back up to the Knicks and the Magic. Let's start here with uh, we'll start here with the Knicks. What did not go well? Well, a lot of their bench play, but let's start with the starters. Julius Randle, 25 points, seven rebounds, three assists, shooting 57%. Very well done. He's their one consistent here. RJ Barrett, 15 points, seven rebounds. Not bad. Didn't shoot great. 45%. It's not bad. Uh, but he, you know, him being the number two, has got to put up a little bit more than 15 points got to get in the kind of that 20 point range if you're the number two on this team Alfred Payton decent game by him 13 points five assists three rebounds you know 54 percent shooting pretty well done Nerlens Null six points nine rebounds six offensive boards I'll give it to him and then Reggie Bullock four points three assists three rebounds only took two shots all game <clears throat> But then we see their bench very lackluster, not putting up a lot of points and not hitting a lot of shots here. So Derrick Rose, four points, six rebounds, not bad. But then he shot 10%, one of 10, so not great there. Um, then we get uh, Taj Gibson, who only put up two points, six rebounds. We know he doesn't put up a lot of shots, only one of three, so that explains the two points. But Emmanuel quickly, nine points on one of 12 shooting. He got to the free throw line seven times, which is good. But shooting 8%, that's not going to get it done even off the bench and then Obi Toppin only three points only took two shots so D Rose Emmanuel quickly not able to kind of get any good production and then you know kind of a little flounder there by RJ Barrett with the only 15 points and that's why the Knicks only put up 89 points so uh, kind of young team you know they haven't really floundered together um, this season so you know we can kind of write this loss off a little bit don't want to see you know them kind of repeat this loss again but we'll give them a little bit of a break here they're having a really great season so far on a four game winning streak coming into this game so we can allow them a little 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 break here little break Alrighty, who stepped up for this magic? Vucevic, 16 points, 16 rebounds. He didn't even shoot well. Gosh darn. 33%, 8 of 24 from the field. Not great. Uh, Evan Fournier, 19 points. Terrence Ross off the bench. Holy cow, 30 points off the bench. Led the entire team. And then Dwayne Bacon, 15 points, 3 rebounds. Not bad there. Yeah, really, they just got Terrence Ross off the bench. That was the main difference factor. Um, the Knicks did not have anybody great off the bench. Alrighty, let's move on to Hawks and the Celtics now. Hawks getting the win. We'll start with them. Trey Young, Ice Trey, yes, sir. 40 points, 8 assists, 3 rebounds on 70% shooting. We'll take that all day. Clint Capella, 24 points, 13 rebounds, doing what they're doing. The number 3 steps up as well. John Collins, 20 points, 6 rebounds. Now we're talking about a win, folks. And then you got Cam Reddish adding 13 points. Kevin Huter adding 7 points. Not bad by Huter. Only 42% uh, shooting, 3 of 7. So not the worst, not the worst. Um, Danilo Gallinari, kind of the be best bench performance. 9 points and 2 rebounds in 24 minutes. So still want to see, you know, uh, other pieces step it up. 
uh, I know points are hard to come by with Trey Young going 40, Clint Capella going 24, John Collins going for 20. So I get there's not a lot of points to be had, but still want to see Kevin Huter start stepping it up because, you know, he's kind of their lackluster. They're probably most lackluster starter that they have on their squad, unfortunately. So, uh, Hawks get the win. Let's see who didn't step up for the Celtics. Jason Tatum, classic game by him. 35 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds on 52% shooting. Absolutely fantastic. We see no Kemba Walker in this game. So, once again, Brad Stevens has to move the lineup around. Um, so, this was the starting lineup. Let's go over that first. Jalen Brown at the 1. Javante Green at the 2. Jason Tatum at the 3. Semi Uluje at the 4. And Tristan Thompson at the 5. Daniel Tice. No Daniel Tice at all. Uh, which I do like. Um, so let's go back to uh, Jalen Brown here. 22 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. He's really just trying to make it work wherever he kind of fits, wherever Brad Stevens sticks him. So let's shout out Jalen Brown because, you know, 22 points, I still give him it. That's not bad. Didn't shoot great 30%, but uh, with the 22 points, we'll give him it. Tristan Thompson at the starting center position here, 14 points, 7 rebounds, 4 offensive rebounds. It's not bad. He didn't have a bad game. Uh, I, I would probably say Tristan Thompson's their best big. I would have him out there instead of Daniel Tice. Uh, a little bit more experience, you know, playing with LeBron James, Tristan Thompson. So a little bit more kind of a veteran leadership presence than Daniel Tice can bring. Uh, so I do kind of like the, uh, Tristan Thompson being the five. Sammy Uluje had like one good game in the starting lineup when he first got there, and now it's just kind of mediocre. Nine points, four rebounds, nothing great. And then, you know, since they don't have Kemba Walker, since they don't have Daniel Tice, their bench is very lackluster. Their best performance off the bench was, was Peyton Pritchard with 11 points. Just kind of mad, just kind of mad. So, and Taco Fall still getting no play. I don't get it. Taco Fall and Bobol are two players that should be getting consistent minutes off the bench um, from what I'm seeing, but obviously the coaches know better, so we'll leave it to them. Hawks get back on track, 122-114. All righty, what was this game supposed to be? Did we miss a game? Let's see. Nuggets, yes, we did not have this game open, so let's open this game. Alrighty, let's go to Rockets and the 76ers now. <clears throat> we can just kind of move these in order. Alrighty, Rockets and the Sixers, and we know no Victor Oladipo, still no Christian Wood, so we don't expect the Rockets to win, and that's exactly what happened. Yes, John Wall had a decent game, 28 points in 7 assists, shooting 40 5% from the field. Not terrible. Eric Gordon, 17 points. Very well done. This is kind of, you know, 17.6 assists. Asking him to kind of really step it up here. So we'll give it to him. DeMarcus Cousins, 19 points, 8 rebounds. Daniel House Jr., 8 points. And Sean Tate, 19 points, 6 rebounds. So starters, a decent performance there. Um, little light because obviously no P.J. Tucker, no Victor Oladipo. So, you know, uh, they're a little, little not deep now because, you know, bench has to elevate to the starting role. So you lose out on some bench contribution. Uh, ben McLemore leading bench score with 11 points. Let, shout out David Waba because he had seven points and 10 rebounds. So I'll give him that. Uh, but overall, they cannot match the power that the 76ers have. Joel Embiid, 31 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Tobias Harris, 24 points, 15 rebounds. Seth Curry, a great game by him, 25 points, 5 assists. He shot 3 of 5 from 3, 61% overall from the field. And then Matisse Dybul in the starting lineup here. Five points. We see no Lonzo Ball for this uh, 76ers team. Um, so that's very well done. 
Is that right, Lonzo? Why does that not sound right to me? Yeah. He's on the Pelicans, that's why. Who was their other starting guard here? Oh, um, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Um, so no Ben Simmons in this game. They still get it done. Wow. Very well done to this 76ers team. Yeah, no Ben Simmons. Wow, that's even a better win. So Seth Curry steps up in the absence of no Ben Simmons. Very well done. Even Danny Green kind of stepped up. 12 points, 4 of 6 from 3. This is what we're talking about. Finally, Danny Green, he had a bad month. He had an entire month of garbage, and now he's starting to step it up here. So I'll take that. No Ben Simmons, they get they they get the job done. So very well done to the starting lineup. Uh, no real great bench contribution besides Tyrese Maxey putting up ten points. So all the starters getting it done, and that's what I love to see. The number one steps up. Joel Embiid, 31 points. The number two steps up. Tobias Harris with 24 points, and Seth Curry, the number three here, steps up with 25 points. Absolutely magnificent. So 76ers get the win. 118-113. Alrighty, let's move on to the Nuggets and the Wizards, and we have uh, little highlights here, so let's watch the film first. Here we go. Game is at 119-123. Denver Nuggets down four points, two minutes left. Jamal Murray hits an absolutely clutch three, cuts the deficit down to one. Now the game is down to two point, or yeah, a three-point deficit. Jamal Murray on a two-on-three fast break, and he pulls up from three. Yes, sir. And we saw him be absolutely clutch in the bubble game after game they went seven games against the Jazz and they ended up beating the Jazz game seven moving on in the playoffs because of how well Jamal Murray played he's carrying it over I mean we see we see you know spurts of him being just absolutely sensational and we got it last night clutch as heck down the stretch ties the game up at 125 with 30 seconds left all right, now down 125, 128 again. Who do they go for for another three? Why not Murray? Three triples to tie up this game with two seconds left. Yes, sir, Jamal Murray can get it done. Unfortunately, the game ends on a foul call. Foul there, unfortunate. He drills both free throws. Game over, 0.1 seconds. That's when the foul was officially. It's tough, man. In the NBA, I mean, I've been seeing it so much this season, and it's kind of getting on my nerves. Late fouls like with like under a second left that really changed the game. I mean, we're talking about tie games, and you're calling a foul with a second left. It literally just happened to Madden to me last night. We went live on Madden last night. We'll probably do it again tonight, so you know, follow my Twitter for that. Um, but we tied up the game 21-21 with 14 seconds left they get the ball back he throws a ball that's incomplete now it's seven seconds left last play of the game he throws a Hail Mary to Stephon Diggs they call pass interference he gets the ball with two seconds left at the freaking 30 yard line he kicks a game winning field goal they win because of a penalty Washington wins right here because of a penalty lame 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 swallow your whistle at the end of games unless it's obviously wild like you go and kill somebody uh, but we didn't get that here unfortunate so Jamal Murray absolute clutchiness a little washed away by some whistles do not like it so let's start here with the Nuggets and still praise Jamal Murray 35 points 6 assists 9 rebounds 5 of 10 from 3 3 absolutely huge 3 pointers late in the 4th quarter clutch 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 alright Jokic had a great game too 33 points 9 assists 7 rebounds 
Uh, Michael Porter Jr., a decent game here, 14 points, 7 rebounds. We see him getting moved to the number 4, so this is a little interesting as well. Not really working out as the number 3. Try to switch him around a little bit, and he puts up 14 points. Not bad. 2 of 7 from 3, definitely could be a little bit better there, but still 10-plus points. We'll start taking it, getting this man slowly acclimated into a starting lineup position where he thrives. We saw him thrive off the bench, not really thriving at the number 3. They move him to the 4 here. We'll see how long they keep that up. Alrighty, Gary Harris in the starting lineup as well. Only two points, though. Two points, one assist, two rebounds. Not very well done. Decent defender. We'll give him that, but uh, uh, scoring output, not great. They did have everybody else step up, though, so they didn't need, really need him. Um, and then their one good bench contributor here, Facundo Capanzo, 14 points off the bench. Not bad. Bowl Bowl still getting no play. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Alrighty, let's go to the Wizards now, getting the win here. Who stepped up? Well, it's David Burton's off the bench. Led the team off the bench in scoring 35 points in 30 minutes, 29 minutes officially. Very well done. He shot 81%, 9 of 11 from 3. All of his shots were 3-pointers, and he hit 9 of them. Holy cow. Got to the line 8 times as well. So, Davis Burton's really kind of carried this game for the Wizards. Bradley Beal had 25 points and 10 rebounds. Very well done. Oh, my gosh. All right, folks. Are you all ready for Russell Westbrook's stat line? Are you all, are you all ready for this? <laughs> I don't think you're all ready for this. So here we go. 12 points. 12 assists, 13 rebounds. That's good. 12 rebounds, 12, uh, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. That's very, very good. 12 points. Little man on 33% shooting. Not the best, but are you all ready for his turnovers? Eight. Eight turnovers. Come on, Russell. Still not doing good. You cannot have eight turnovers into 12 assists. I mean, it really kind of canceled each other out. So, unfortunate there by Russell Westbrook. Luckily, Davis Burton steps up absolutely huge. Ruiz Hachimura, 14 points. Very well done. Um, they also got a decent contri uh, bench contribution from Alex Len, 10 points and 8 rebounds. Raul Neto, 14 points as well. So their bench was actually really good this game. So very well done to this Wizards team. Russell Westbrook is still out of control, which we know. Um, alrighty, let's move on. What's the next game up? We got Pacers and the T-Wolves. Let's start here with the winning Pacers. Uh, DeBontis Sabonis, classic game by him. 36 points, 10 assists, 17 rebounds. This man is having an absolutely amazing season right here. Um, and then he shot 62%. Absolutely fantastic. We got Malcolm Brogdon adding another 32 points. Justin Holiday, 11 points. Miles Turner, 8 points. Doug McDermott, 8 points. Their bench, they only had 3 players play off the bench. Aaron Holiday, 15 points. Jeremy Lamb, 18 points, 8 rebounds. And TJ McConnell, 6 points and 6 assists. So really, everybody on this team had really solid contributions here. Only played 8 players and still got the job done. So we'll take it. Pacers, nice win here. Alrighty, the Timberwolves now. Carl Anthony Towns, 30 points, 10 rebounds. Yes, sir. Getting right back to where he left off. Malik Beasley, 31 points. Holy cow. Ricky Rubio, 20 points, 13 assists. Uh, J.D. McDaniels, 11 points, 4 rebounds. This is all very good stuff. Unfortunately, Anthony Edwards couldn't really step it up. Only 8 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds on 20% shooting. That's what they were missing, Anthony Edwards. So we see the rookie here having kind of great success getting in the spotlight here. And now he's kind of floundering a little bit. So hopefully he kind of cleans it up. Um, and then look at this 
Great bench contribution. Naz Reed as well, 18 points and 9 rebounds. What a decent game, really kind of all around uh, by this Timberwolves team. Unfortunately, Anthony Edwards couldn't really step it up. As we said, he missed the uh, game-winning three, goes into overtime, and they just couldn't get it done. So... Um, still kind of want to keep track on this Timberwolves team. We are starting to buy some Timberwolves stock here a little bit at a time. One share, two shares at a time. Nothing big. Decent, decent little buys here. Still not buying the Pacers too much here. They beat the Timberwolves. They should beat the Timberwolves. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move on to Pistons and Bulls and still no Blake Griffin in the, in the starting lineup. And that's why it was a close game. Only a three-point game. 105-102. Very well done. Alrighty, so Pistons, who did, oh my goodness, Jeremy Grant, 43 huge points on 60% shooting, magnificent. Mason Plumley down low, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Sadiq Bey still getting it done, 12 points and 7 rebounds on 43% shooting, not terrible. Sadiq Bey has really been stepping it up here ever since, you know, Blake Griffin's gone to the bench, really. Um, what else do we get here? Dellen Wright, 12 points, 4 assists. Good contribution from Dennis Smith Jr. off the bench of 10 points. Not bad. Not bad. Um, alrighty, so Pistons, still kind of mediocre. No superstar. Everybody just trying to figure it out. Jeremy Grant's probably their best player. Alrighty, the Bulls now. Zach Levine, 37 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. Not bad here. Not bad. Um, what else do we get? Who stepped up? Patrick Williams, 15 points. Wendell Carter Jr., 18 points. Garrett Temple, 9 and just kind of mediocre throughout. Kobe White, 8 points, 6 rebounds on 30% shooting. Um, so really only Zach Levine is still stepping it up. We had that one great game of Kobe White who, you know, contributed like 30 points. And they were able to get the win because of that. But now Kobe White's going back to what he's been doing really kind of all season. Nothing great. And then Thaddeus Young, so consistent off the bench. 9 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. I mean, this man could be, if this man was on, if the Bulls were a little bit better, uh, Thaddeus Young could definitely have been an option for six man of the year honestly because uh, this man is really consistent here love what this man's doing unfortunately just not on a good team so Bulls get the win 105 102 let's move on to Blazers and the Pelicans is this the game no no we got uh, tape on the Warriors game coming up Alrighty, so Damian Lillard what did he do in this game 43 gosh darn points with 16 assists. How do you can? Oh my goodness. 43 points plus 16 assists. We'll just kind of average, you know, two points, all those assists. So that's 32. So this man was was responsible for 75 points alone this game. Absolutely magnificent, folks. We've been calling out Damian Lillard all season long. This man is absolutely fantastic. And I do kind of want to start getting him into the MVP conversation. He definitely deserves to be talked about. We are entertaining the idea. So far, we got Joel Embiid as one. Probably Damian Lillard is creeping up at number two here. Love what this man is doing. Absolutely monster performance. And I don't, and you know, another case for him, he's doing it without CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurchic. That are, those are two huge scores, two huge contributors of this kind of starting lineup for this Blazers team. So Damian Lillard. Stepping it up, even more pressure on him now to be the guy, and he's really kind of answering all those calls. So we love Damian Lillard, folks, truly. Gary Trent Jr., 23 points. Ennis Cantor, 11 points. Robert Covington, 12. And look at this, Derek Jones Jr., 13 points on 75% shooting, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. This is the game we want to start seeing consistently from DJ. DJJ. Love this man. And then Carmelo off the bench, 12 points. Yes, sir. So everybody gets it done. 
Very well done. Ah, man, I love this Blazers team, honestly. Super impressed by this team. They're going to be dangerous. Once they get CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurchic back, this will be one of the most dangerous teams and I think could possibly be the favorite here. Uh, where are they currently? Number four in the West. That's real great there. Um, damn, they could, uh, it's unfortunate that they kind of, you know, lost very early on in the season, but now they've started to really figure it out. They're on a six game winning streak and, uh, you know, if the jazz start losing games, watch out this Blazers team, they can get number one. Alrighty, and then the Pelicans, uh, you know, just not clutch. Lonzo misses the game-winning three. Brandon Ingram misses the game-tying jump shot right at the end of the game, and that's why the Blazers were able to win. So a little unclutchness here. Zion Williamson still goes for 36 points and six rebounds on 66% shooting, one of two from three. Very well done to Zion. Brandon Ingram, a little light, 14 points. Usually we see him in the 20-point category. Six assists and five rebounds to go along with that. Shot 33%. So everything was really good besides, or everything was really decent besides the shooting percentage. Not that great. Steven Adams only played nine minutes, two points, three rebounds. Uh, Willie Hern Hernana Gomez absolutely kills it off the bench. Uh, 11 points and 17 rebounds, seven offensive rebounds. So very well done there. Eric Bledsoe, 10 points. All right, not bad. Two of three from three. 57% overall. And then Lonzo Ball, 21 points, 5 assists, shooting 50% from the field and from the 3. So not a bad game by Lonzo Ball, you know, getting the 20-plus points. Very well done. Assist came down a little bit, but that's going to, you know, be granted, you know, because, you know, usually he, sco he doesn't score a lot but has a lot of assists. This game he scores a lot and not a lot of, a lot of assists, so they have to come from somewhere. Um, and then J.J. Redick, a huge game from him, probably his best game off the bench, 16 points on four of six shooting from three. So Pelicans super close to beating this Blazers team, just uh, couldn't be clutch because Dame's clutch. And, uh, you know, if you're going to go against Dame and try to beat Damian Lillard, you better be clutch because this man's not afraid to be clutch. Alrighty, here we go. Memphis in OKC. Let's start here with the Grizzlies because they got the win. John Morant, a huge game by him. 15 points, 12 assists, 11 rebounds, triple-double by the man. Didn't shoot well at all, 28%, but, hey, everything else was pretty dang good. So, And they got the win, so we'll give it to them. Uh, Grayson Allen, 22 points. This, now we're talking. I mean, everybody really stepped up here in the starting, so, uh, so that's great. Grayson Allen, 22 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds on 60% shooting from 3. 6 of 10. That's what we need, consistent 3-point shooting. That's why he got elevated to the starting lineup. So very well done to Grayson Allen. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 5 offensive. Kyle Anderson, 20 points, 5 steals. Holy cow. 5 steals, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. Oh, my. What a magnificent game on 63% shooting. Kyle Anderson, holy moly. And then Dylan Brooks to round it off, 17 points, 1 steal, 1 assist, 1 rebound. Didn't shoot well at 34. At 38%, but really, I mean, all the starters putting up points, and then they get uh, Brandon Clark off the bench with 12 points and six or six rebounds. So very well done. The starters all stepping it up, all getting it done, and this is why we like the Grizzlies. So are they back at 500? Are they still a game out from 500? Grizzlies 12 and 12. All right, number nine, trying to get to that eighth seed. We'll see what happens at the end of the season. Uh, we got to talk about the Thunder now. Shea Gillis Alexander's first game back. He's at the number two. Uh, Lugan Dort slides back to the number three. And he kind of flounders. <laughs> he flounders back at the number three. Lugan Dort is not a forward, folks. He's not a number three. Unfortunately, Shea Gillis Alexander is a guard, though. So you got to make room for him. 
Uh, so Chagels Alexander, 22 points, led the team, six assists on 43% shooting. Not terrible. Theo Melendon, 14 points, five rebounds, two assists. Lugan Stortz, only 11 points and two rebounds on 20% shooting. Not good. This man does not work at the number three. You got to figure it out. Darius Baisley, 18.7 rebounds, and Isaiah Roby at the center position, 10 points, eight rebounds. Not bad. Uh, let's shout out Mike Mascala off the bench. 21 huge points. Very well done. Huge reason why they were in this game decently. But, uh, you know, Logan Stewart, they need this man to start stepping it up. And he cannot if Shake Alexander is on the floor. Alrighty, and then we go to the Heat and the Warriors, and we got clips to watch. So let's watch here. Well, uh, all right, so let's start here. Golden State up 112-109 because of a Steph Curry 3 on the previous possession. And now with 43 seconds left, Steph Curry drives, kicks out to a wide open Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins extends the 3-point lead to a 6-point lead because he's consistent. He's clutch. He's the second best consistent player on this Warriors team. Love Andrew Wiggins to death. Yes, sir. Absolutely clutch. And he vindicates us last night. So, yes, sir. Very well done. We'll watch the three again. Cash money from the corner. Cash money from the corner. Alrighty, but we got one more clutchness, and this time it's from Steph Curry himself. So, um, oh, is this the first one? No, it's 115-112 now. Three-point game. He able to kind of answer back that three of Andrew Wiggins. And Steph Curry says, all right, y'all going to get that three back, but you're not going to get this three back. Here we go. Nice little step back to the right. Cash out Steph Curry. Steph Curry through. Steph Curry three. Andrew Wiggins three. Steph Curry three again. And that's how the Warriors end the game in overtime. Absolutely clutch. Yes, sir. You can never count out the Warriors as long as Steph Curry's there because he's so great shooting. He elevates everybody around him. So very, very well done to the Warriors. Let's start with them. Steph Curry, 25 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, and he went 5 of 20 from 3. He missed 15 threes. But uh, hey, during when, when crunch time comes, that's all that matters. Matters, and he was cr clutch as heck, so we'll give it to him. Five, two of his five threes all were hit in the final kind of two minutes of this game. Very well done. Alrighty, Juan Toscano Anderson gets moved over, so we see a little bit of a shift in the starting lineup since no Draymond Green. So Juan Toscano Anderson moves over from the four to the th to the five, and it did not work well for him. Two points, six assists, and two rebounds. He does not thrive at the five. Andrew Wiggins gets moved to the three to the four, and he did not miss a beat. Twenty-three points, eight rebounds on fifty percent shooting, four of nine from three. Very well done. Kelly Oubre slides over from the two to the three, and he. Flourish, so we might be on to something here. Kelly Oubre, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists on 60% shooting in 4 of 7 from 3. Now we're starting to talk a little bit. Um, I don't know what we would do now that Draymond, like if we have to put Draymond Green back in the starting lineup, maybe keep him at the, move him to the 5. Uh, you would probably have to move Juan Toscano Anderson to the bench and that would be it because having Kelly Oubre at the 3 and Andrew Wiggins at the 4, they both thrived here. Um, so I think this may be the move. We'll see what happens when Draymond Green gets back. 
And then we get Michael Mulder off the bench or um, in the starting lineup at the two, usually playing off the bench, uh, five points and one assist. So he de definitely did not step it up. <laughs> um, righty, off the bench, we had Kent Bazemore, an absolutely great game here. 26 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Very, very well done. Three steals along with those as well. And then Eric Poshkel, 11 points and seven rebounds. So what a great night by the Warriors without Draymond Green, without James Wiseman, without Kevin Looney, able to still get it done. All right, now the Heat now. Who did not step up here? Jimmy Butler, 13 points, 11 assists, and 12 rebounds. This is what he does. Bam Adebayo, 24 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. Kelly Olenek, absolutely garbage here. What do we say? He does not work in the starting lineup, especially at the 4. He does not work. 7 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists on 28% shooting. 0 of 2 from 3. Duncan Robinson, 13 points, 4 rebounds, 3 of 10 from 3. He's got to be better. He's got to be scoring more points. Kendrick Nunn ended up having a chance to hit the game-winning layup in regulation. He misses it. Then they go into overtime, and Steph Curry steps it up, and so does Andrew Wiggins. So Kendrick Nunn had a decent game, 19 points, 2 assists. is not great, but 50% shooting just was not clutch, unfortunately. Tyler Hero, only 11 points, but he had 15 huge rebounds. Didn't shoot well, 20% from the field, 2 of 8 from the 3. Unfortunate. Uh, Precious Achiwa. 13 points off the bench and 6 rebounds, so very well done. And Andre Iguodala, 10 points. Andre Iguodala needs to be moved in the starting lineup. That is our answer here. He's playing 19 minutes. Why not put him with Kelly Olenek? I mean, Kelly Olenek was playing 23 minutes in the starting lineup. Get Andre Iguodala at the four. I get that he's very, you know, he is kind of aging out of this league, doesn't have all those legs underneath him anymore. I get all of that. But in the meantime, with Goran Dragic being out, you have to move Andre Iguodala into the starting lineup. Get Kelly Olenek out of there. He is a hindrance, folks. He is not getting it done. So Warriors get the win, 120-112. And then the last game of the night, the Jazz and the Clippers. Let's start here with the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, 24 points, 4 steals. Holy cow, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. Complete game from him. Shooting 41%, not terrible, 2 of 6 from 3. Joe Ingles, 14 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds. Hit 3 of 4 from 3. Very well done. Rudy Gobert, 23 points, 20 rebounds. Gosh, you cannot stop Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. They are so freaking consistent and so great every single game. Royce O'Neal getting it done, 12 points and 8 rebounds. Very well done. Jordan Clarkson, six-man off the bench, 18 points, four rebounds, three assists, just getting it done, just getting it done. So the usual suspects getting it done for the Jazz. David, uh, Derek Favors adding six points and five rebounds off the bench. George's Nang, seven points, not bad all around. Now the Clippers, we know there was no Paul George, but um, – or – or, there was no Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Unfortunate for this Clippers team, so they couldn't get it done. Lou Williams, 16 points, 6 assists. Serge Ibaka, 10 points. Marcus Morris, 9 points. Reggie Jackson, 15 points. So obviously not as great and as full as they were in their last meeting of everybody really trying to step it up since you know no Kawhi Leonard and no Paul George. Um, and then off the bench, Jameer Coffey, 13 points. Zubak off the bench, 8 points. 10 rebounds, Terrence Mann, 8 points. But this Clippers team, they better hope they can get their starting lineup lineups figured out and consistently uh, you know, performing well because we saw what happened last year in the bubble uh, fall apart. 
Alrighty, let's quickly see what we got on tap today. Then we'll go into our NBA player spotlight and our NFL draft prospects. So here we go on tap tonight, three games. So it's going to make our, uh, make our selections there for our money maker a little little scarce but hopefully we can find some good value two prime time games on raptors bucks this is their second meeting we just saw them meet uh on the 16th tuesday and the raptors win 124 113 so we're able to see if the bucks can kind of rebound from this game so this game is on tv 7 30 on tnt and then the late game 10 o'clock on tnt lakers nets who's going to be playing for this nets everybody but kd i think um and 80 obviously and then heat uh, on the back-to-back -back here against the Kings. I'm taking the Kings. If we get points with the Kings, I'll take it. All right, so let's see what we get here. Let's refresh these lines, get these up to date, and see what we get. All righty, here we go. Raptors, Bucks, Raptors plus six, and they just beat them in the first meeting. Let's make sure everybody is good to go. I'm sure they are. I did not hear any news about Raptors players being out, and hey, if they can do it once, they can definitely do it again. Uh, we're not, we know this this Bucks team isn't really that consistent, so we see that Kyle Lowry is a game time decision that is going to be huge. I'm assuming he will play, but if he doesn't, then we have to stay away from the Raptors plus six. So we are maybe going to stay away from it currently. Let's see what else we get. Nets Lakers Nets plus two and a half. Lakers minus two and a half. And folks, whenever you get points with the Nets, what do we say? You have to take it. Now Kyrie Irving is a game time decision with the back, but I'm assuming. He he's playing he's gonna go against LeBron James Kyrie Irving wants to prove so freaking much that he's better than LeBron James so I'm assuming he will play we know Kevin Durant is out um, Anthony Davis is out and LeBron is a game time decision as well I'm sure if Kyrie's playing LeBron will play so we're gonna take the Nets plus two and a half if they're getting points we take it we live and die by the results so we'll take the Nets plus two and a half and then the last game of the night heat Kings Kings plus one we'll take this one Heat on a back-to-back -back, cannot get it figured out and I like what this Kings team is doing so we're going to be taking actually we're going to take all the games we're going to take the Raptors plus six just cannot trust his Bucks team they're not consistent they're not anything like that so we'll take the Raptors plus six regardless if Kyle, Kyle Lowry plays or not so we're going to take all the games here today in our moneymaker Raptors plus six Nets plus two and a half Kings plus one give us all those points folks and let's see what happens Alrighty, let's kind of move on over topics here. <laughs> let's move on to our NBA player spotlight of the day. We do this on every Tuesday and Thursday, just kind of highlighting some film, highlighting some players that we kind of talk about consistently here, showing you what we're seeing, telling you what we're seeing, and, you know, when we talk about it. So here we go. Our hint of today was he is our current front runner in the MVP, so that was, should be easy to figure out. And this today's NBA player spotlight is Joel Embiid. Yes, sir, he's having an absolutely fantastic season. So let's go off the the stats right now. He's averaging 29.7 points a game, 10 rebounds, three assists. Absolutely fantastic, and all of his numbers are improved from his career. He's averaging in his career 24 points a game. He's averaging this season 29. The rebounds did come down. That's the only thing that's come down. It's just a fraction. 11.4 rebounds in his career, 10.8 rebounds this season. Assist is still the same at 3.1 career and this season so very well done and not only are all of his numbers getting better he's getting more efficient his field goal percentage this season is 54 percent absolutely magnificent his career is 48 
His three-point percentage in his career is 32. This season, it's 39%, and his free throws went up from 80% in his career to 85% this season. So he's having an absolutely fantastic season. He's currently our front-runner of the MVP, but Damian Lillard is slowly, not even slowly, very quickly, very quickly getting right behind this man. So we'll see how they do in the back half of the season now, kind of the second half onward of the season, but uh, very well done. Let's kind of quickly take a look into this man's... um, his games. Let's see what he's doing this season. Is he doing anything good against the good teams? Let's see. Here we go. We're only going to be looking at what he's doing against the good teams. So let's call him out when we see him. Uh, first one is probably the Raptors. Um, earlier in the season, 29 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists. Magnificent. What else do we get here? Who's another good team? Brooklyn Nets, 20 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. Very well done. They ended up losing the game, unfortunately, because uh, it's, it's the Nets. Um, who else is good? Memphis was good, but he didn't play that game, and they lose. What a shocker there. Celtics in a back-to-back, 42 points and 10 rebounds in the first meeting. And then the next ga- next day, 38 points and 11 rebounds. Who going to stop him? Huh? Daniel Tice? No, no, no. No, no, no. Alrighty, let's keep moving on here. The Lakers, the first meeting of the Lakers of the season, they get the win, 28 points. He had a little bit of a lackluster game there, and four rebounds, and six rebounds, four assists. You know, Anthony Davis is able to kind of lock up the better three-point shooters, Jokic and uh, Joel Embiid here, but still good production, 28 points and six rebounds. It's not bad. Alrighty, who else is good? Who else is good? Portland against Portland, they end up losing, unfortunately, 37 points, five rebounds. Brooklyn Nets again. 33 points, 9 rebounds. Very well done. Portland again, 35 points, 9 rebounds. They end up losing. And then Houston and uh, was this... um, yeah, last night, 31 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. So, very well done. Um, unfortunately, kind of losing some of the against some of these better teams, unfortunately, but still beating some of the better teams as well. And Joel Embiid is still having decent performances against those better teams. It's just, we all know, it's just Danny Green not stepping it up. I mean, that's the only thing. Uh, basketball, yes, it is a team game. Still needed probably another superstar to get it, up, get it done on a nightly basis. But Joel Embiid is having a good season so far. Alrighty, let's watch this little five-minute highlight. We just looked at over the stats, the numbers. Let's see what we're seeing on film. How is he looking? So nice little six-minute highlight tape. Let's watch it, see what we're seeing, call it out, see what this man can do. So here we go. Just dribbling down in the low post, toying with defenders. I mean, who is that? Who is that on him? Is that Myers Leonard? Did he play like early in the season? Now he's out again. I mean, uh, you expect Myers Leonard to contain Joel Embiid? No. The only people that can contain Joel Embiid is Anthony Davis. That's it. Joe Kick, once again, against the Celtics team, just getting it done down low, easy. On the defensive end there, a huge block. And then they missed a layup wide open because he's so intimidating. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Is he going to chase down block here? Ben Simmons slows him down, and then Joel Embiid comes over with the LeBron chase down block. Once again, a mismatch down low. He's going to take advantage over the Hawks all day. Clint Capella, no disrespect to him, but he cannot contain Joel Embiid. Mismatch there. All right, mystery. Joel Embiid grabs a reboard over Cody Zeller. Once again, Cody Zeller. You think Cody Zeller is going to be able to stop Joel Embiid? No, no, no. Tobias Harris feeds him down low. Wide open dunk. Nobody down in the paint. 
Once again, Joel Embiid. Oh, nice little backdoor cut. He can pass, too. He's got the vision, folks. We saw those three assists the game. Yes, sir. Here's one of them. Bingo. Tobias Harris cutting. I love Tobias Harris on this team. He's cuts. He knows how to kind of step into the number two role here. Joel Embiid because he can hit the three as well. Dagger three against the Hawks. Yes, sir. All right, gets the rebound and then just stuffs it right off the rip once again against the Hawks. You cannot contain him down low. All right, Joel Embiid against the Bulls, cashing out from three. Ben Simmons just gives it to him from the three-point line. No dribble, no pump fake, just catch and shoot, cash money. Cannot close out good, but he cannot close out fast enough on this man. All righty, leaking out. Joel Embiid gets the pass, dribble, dunk. Knicks cannot stop this man either. Not a lot of people can stop this man. I think it's really just Anthony Davis. Maybe, maybe Rudy Gobert, but not from the three. So maybe down low. And then Jokic may be able to stop him maybe a couple of times. Maybe. Joel Embiid makes the extra pass. Swinging out cash three. Yes, sir. We get another one. Driving. Kick out, cash out, three. I believe that's Korkmaz. Very well done. Kirkman Forkmas. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Denver was trying to get disrespectful on this jam. Joel Embiid slides over, and that's all ball deflect, baby. Yes, sir, slides over. Is that Paul Millsap? Who is that trying to dunk on Joel Embiid? You're a fool. You're a fool. Look at that block. Clean. Very well done. Joel Embiid here just toying with the Hawks defense. Clint Capella, you cannot guard him. We're seeing this. Head up. All right, who is this? Is this LaMarcus Aldridge on him? You cannot guard him either. Jimmy Butler definitely cannot be guarding Joel Embiid. We know this. Look at this. Joel, Jimmy Butler jumps right into that man's chest and still gets blown back and gets the end one foul. All right, miss. He gets the rebound. Just, just a hook shot, foul, and one. Definitely nobody on the Pacers can definitely not guard that man. I can tell you that. They've got no great beef down low. All righty, Joel Embiid over the Jazz. This time it wasn't. That's not Rudy Gobert. Can't get a confirmation on that man, but whoever it is cannot guard Joel Embiid. You cannot guard Joel Embiid. This is what this highlight tip is. Who can guard Joel Embiid? So far, it's nobody. Not even Serge Ibaka. Ooh, ooh! He put the spin cycle on Serge Ibaka. Got Serge Ibaka to jump. Hit him with the kind of the reverse fadeaway jumper. Yes, sir. Oh, Mason Plumley. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Gets gets caught there with the block. I don't even think that's Mason Plumley. I don't know who that is. <laughs> is it twenty four for the Nuggets? I got to look that up real quick. Let's get a firm name on this one. Um, alrighty. Can y'all just tell me who it is now? I don't care who everybody that ever wore 24 for the Nuggets was. PJ Dozier. That did not look like PJ Dozier. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, maybe we're calling something wrong. Whatever. Let's get back to the film here. Whoever it is, 24 on the Denver Nuggets. You cannot get past Joel Embiid. All right, here we go. Once again, working against Clint Capella down low. Some extra help to not getting it done. Makes the extra pass to Ben Simmons. Gets it done on the baseline. All righty, head up. Over the Timberwolves. Pre-Carl Anthony Towns. Couldn't get it done. 
and nobody can guard this man. It's truly, obviously, we're not seeing any Lakers highlights because that's when he does get locked up a little bit. Unfortunate. A nice little cash out three again. Who is that? Jason Tatum. Even too beefy for Jason Tatum. Oh, my goodness. And then he throws it down with authority. Oof. Oof. All righty. Against the Hawks again. Again on the boards. Clean up. Glass. Dunk. They took Clint Capella out the game. They're like, that doesn't work. We got to try and do something. Maybe put Vince Carter on him. <laughs> Maybe. Um, all righty. Joel Embiid back up top. Joel Embiid from three. Daniel Tice doesn't close out. Mistake, mistake, mistake. Hang on. This isn't even from this season. I'm getting bamboozled here. We got people in the crowd. I'm talking about this man said 2021 highlights. This is not 2021. Wow. We've been watching not even these this season highlights. That's a beef on my part. That's a beef on my part. Um, wow, that's truly disappointing. <laughs> that's truly, I didn't even think about the fans. I was starting to think, I was like, hang on, Vince Carter doesn't even play for the Hawks anymore. What is going on? Um, all right, this is not good. So when was this even uploaded? January 30th, 2021. Mm, all right, well, we beefed it up on this one. <laughs> we beefed it up on this one. We're already too late. We already got to keep moving on. So maybe we'll try to fix this tomorrow. <laughs> Unfortunate. We got bamboozled. Nobody's doing like any 2021 highlights. It's kind of a little tough to find whole highlight package and not individual games. We got bamboozled. When was that even from? When was the last time they had fans in the stands? <laughs> that man, we're not even going to shout out this man's channel. He bamboozled us. All right. Well, that's what Joel Embiid did maybe last season. I don't even know when that film's from. Can't even trust it anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Unfortunate, but that's what happens when it takes by fans. We go with the flow here. You know, sometimes we get it wrong, unfortunate. Um, all righty, well, let's move on to our NFL draft prospect. I can guarantee that all these highlights are from this year. I can guarantee that. Well, not even from this year because he didn't play this year, but from last year, I can guarantee that. So, all right, going to our NFL prospect of the day. It's Jamar Chase, folks. Um, we're going to see, should the Dolphins take Devontae Smith at number three? Should they go to Jamar Chase? Should Jamar Chase be the number one wide receiver overall chosen in the draft? He's going to make a compelling argument. I will say that. So Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, six foot tall, 208 pounds. All right. So let's see what we get on this man. Um, as we said at the opener, he did not play this season, opted out due to COVID. So we respect that man's decision. Um, so Jamar Chase, let's get his mat. Let's get his name up here on the list here. Uh, date this. So when we go back to our live draft show, we got the date. All right. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Here we go. First season, freshman season. Didn't do too much here. Uh, 23 receptions for 313 yards, three touchdowns. Just matches. I mean, rookie stuff, freshman stuff. And then he stepped it up in his uh, sophomore season, 84 receptions for 1,780 yards, averaging 21 yards of cash. Gotch darn. And 20 touchdowns on the season. Absolutely magnificent. So he's only had one real great season and then opted out because of the COVID. So we haven't really seen a lot of them, but this one season of 2019 when we watched the film, it's going to impress us a little bit. So let's um, let's look at the game logs. LSU able to get to the 
playoffs in 2019 ended up winning ended up winning the entire thing so we like to judge bowl games heavily very heavily so this the is this the sec championship game what is this um yeah sec championship game all right so he's got three nice games here three bowl games if you will um sec championship game against georgia three care three receptions 41 yards and a touchdown um first round of the playoffs against oklahoma two catches 60 yards no touchdowns and then in the championship game against clemson nine catches for 221 yards two touchdowns fantastic so absolutely magnificent stepping it up in the championship game getting it done so let's see jamar chase in action not a lot of stats to go over since he's only had one real great year but kind of stepped up in the playoffs able to kind of score in the championship game nothing real great in that kind of first round against oklahoma kind of locked up a little bit but uh in the championship game goes hog wild on him so Good there. All right. We got a highlight tape. This is all from 2019. This is good. This is actually from 2019, not like what we got bamboozled watching Joel Embiid. Uh, so here we go. 11-minute highlight tape of Jamar Chase, wide receiver. Is he better than Devontae Smith? Let's watch and find out. So here we go. First play, touchdown catch over the middle. Nothing great by him. Just kind of getting open, finding kind of the softer spot of the zone a little bit. Not even. That was kind of good coverage, too, but very well done just to catch the ball. That was kind of high traffic. Able to get it done. All righty, Joe Burrow throwing. Wide open. Very well done. All right, so far just wide open. We'll see him attack the football, hopefully. Here we go against Texas. Ooh, very well done. Going to the sideline, catching the ball with his hands. Burrow dropping back, going deep. A tad underthrown. Jamar Chase has to come back for this ball, and he absolutely mosses this Texans defend this Texas defender. Absolutely just goes high points the ball, gets it done, and then flexes after. Love it. All right, Jamar Chase in the red zone. Wide open in the back of the end zone. I mean, look at this. I mean, just watch this man uh, all the way at the top here. This is where he is. He's just going to run right behind the defender. Defender doesn't really stay on him. He's open right now, 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 now. I mean, that's a solid three seconds of him just open, open, open. And they're able to score because of it. Alrighty, righty, against Vanderbilt here. Joe Burrow just crossing route. Jamar Chase able to stay on his feet for an extra about five, seven yards. Gets thrown down. Alrighty, once again, over the middle of the field. And then can he outrun everybody else? Yes, he does. Very well done. How long is this touchdown for? About a 50-yard run after the catch. Very well done just to outrun everybody else. Yes, sir. Alrighty, same thing against Vanderbilt here. Going deep one-on-one, -on -one, wins the matchup, back shoulder fade, uh, uh, able to kind of spin around and get into position to catch the ball. Fantastic work. All right, another clip against Vanderbilt. He is cleaning He is cleaning up against this defense, and look at this man go again. Will go up and high point the ball. He does not care. All righty, very well done. He's going up and getting it, folks, like DeAndre Hopkins does. Going up for the ball. Look, love it. And he's only six foot. It's not like he's the tallest in the world. Six feet is just decent height, honestly. Nothing special. But very well done there to go up and get the ball.
Another highlight against Vanderbilt all in the second half still. There he goes. The slant, the speed, the speed again. Another about 50 yards after the run. About 40 yards after the run here. Just absolutely fantastic. 45 yards. He's got some nice speed, folks. Very well done. So nice breakaway speed. Forty to fifty yards after catch. There it is, over the head throw, able to still track the ball, able to just to beat the defender right off the rip. Let's see it. He's at the top of the screen, nice little in out, able to get that kind of half a step on the on the defender, and able to have the concentration to catch the ball over his head. And LSU is absolutely destroying Vanderbilt here. And a nice, great look at that catch. Very well done. Alrighty, against Utah State this time, once again, coming back, finding the ball. This man's ball awareness is fantastic. Slightly, not even slightly throw, oh, underthrown. That's just a back shoulder throw. Absolutely perfect. Alrighty, coming back to the ball. Escapes one tackle and then picks up about, you know, 10 extra yards after that. Alrighty, nice little read pass option here. Jamal Chase able to kind of get in front of the, the defender, so Joe Burrow throws it for the touchdown. Oh, yeah, that cut back. Yes, sir, stays on his feet. You cannot bring him down. Able to keep, pick up these yards after contact. Huge in the league, huge in the league. Alrighty, soft spot of the zone. Trouble being brought down. Decent catch there. Yes, sir. Beat him right off the rip. Finishing speed. Yes, sir. So let's watch him here. He's going to be at the top of the screen. Jamar Chase. Here we go. There he goes. Yes, sir. Great confusion there. Great drop. Great design. He goes outside. One guy goes inside. Confuses the defense. And he's wide open for the score. Nice. Very well done. In the speed to beat the safety to the pylon. This is against number seven, Florida. So, I mean, you know, ranked team. Ranked team is ranked team. Already against Mississippi State here. Goes up, gets the ball. Yes, sir. One-on-ones, he's, he's, he's beating everybody. He's beating everybody. Whether just pure speed or just kind of high-pointing the ball, going up and getting the ball, he's going to beat you. Once again, I mean, just one-on-one -on -one, uh, coverage. This was kind of a little bit of a comeback route. Still good coverage on him, and he's still able to kind of box him out and get the catch. Dump off here. Can't be brought down by one defender and is able to pick up the first down after the contact because you can't bring him down. All righty, another defender he's able to just to beat. Tries to stay on his feet for an extra kind of three to five yards. Woof! Great throw here by Joe Burrow, first of all, and great concentration. No, he's going to be running into the safety, able to still kind of get the ball, secure the ball, tuck it away, pick up all those yards, still not dropping the ball. Very well done here. He's quick off of his feet. Let's watch it. this right here. I mean, this is a great replay right here. 
just that kind of instant, that that fake inside coming back outside, it's killing defenders here. Yes, sir. This man comes back at the ball. He is a ball hawk, folks. True ball hawk offensively. Here we go. Ball's a little thrown in, under inside. He has to kind of stop, get in position to get the ball, and that's what he does. So he's beating all these defenders by coming back to the ball, finding the ball. We give the man credit. Alrighty, right there. Little underthrown ball here by Joe Burrow. We see Jamar Chase have to kind of wait for it to get there. And it's just great. I mean, he's beating these defenders one-on-one, -on -one, getting all that separation. And he's doing it against, I mean, elite defenders here, elite teams against Alabama's defense. They've, they're always kind of, you know, great defense, solid team all around. Number three here ranked during this meeting. Jamar Chase over the middle. Wide open, like always. Joe Burrow able to step up into the pocket, avoid the rush, and there it is, Jamar Chase just killing the defenders on the back half of these routes. We see the defender stumble as the ball was thrown. Unfortunately, we can't get – oh, no, we get it right here. Perfect. Very well done. That comeback. Oh, the double move. Oh, sold it perfectly. Oh, it's a comeback route. Psych, I'm going to actually keep going. And then he just burns them. Defender falls. Ooh, all right. This man's route, route running ability is actually pretty good. Over the middle, slant route, come back. He does not like to go down either. He does not go down. Now, he's not dragging defenders with him, but um, that first hit's not going to bring him down. <laughs> All right, Joe Burrow escapes the pocket. Jamar Chase is wide open down the field. Do we get a replay on why this happened? Why is he able to get so wide open? We don't, unfortunate. Jamar Chase coming back to the ball. Defender all over him. Gets the five-yard catch and then gets five more yards after the catch because you don't bring him down. Once again, just kind of tight coverage on him, and you cannot bring him down. And then he's got this speed to finish. He's got the speed to finish. What a great route. He, what just a great play. Defender is all over him here. It's just kind of a quick three-yard slant route over the middle. Defense is all over him. He breaks the tackle because you cannot bring him down on the first defender. And then it's just off to the races. He's got a nice little blocker there to help him out. And then he's gone for all the way to the touchdown. We get another angle here. I mean, another 50-yard run after the catch for the score. Woof. All right. All right. Looking good here. Joe Burrow going deep. And once again, a little underthrown. Jamar Chase has to wait for this ball to get here. Turn back a little bit. Defender's able to kind of re-kind re of get back on his feet and wait and kind of try to make a play on this ball. But if this is kind of thrown on point, it's a wide-open walk-in touchdown. It's still a wide-open walk-in touchdown, even underthrown, but that's how much separation Jamar Chase was able to get down the field. Once again, you can't bring him down there. Second tackle is able to get him, but he's already picked up an extra 10 yards. So who really won? Down the middle of the field, gets behind the defense, cash, money, touchdown. This Arkansas defense, it cannot handle it. <laughs> it cannot handle it. 
Alrighty, against Texas A&M now. Jamar Chase coming back to the ball. Yes, sir. All right. Solid catch. Joe Burrow going deep. Jamar Chase. Finally, a ball that is not underthrown. So Jamar Chase can finally just sprint under it and keep going for the touchdown. Wonderful job there, finally. Alrighty, wide open over the middle of the field. Able to kind of get a, about a step and a half on that defender. Wide open this time. Holy cow. Too, uh, too kind of slick for his own good. He trips on his own juke here, his own hesitation, and he brings himself down. Yes, sir. Even getting pass interfered with, he's still able to kind of get the ball in the end zone for the touchdown. We get a replay of this. I mean, he just finds the ball. This is perfect, man. It's very underthrown and kind of wobbly, but he's able to kind of get his head around. The defender doesn't. He's able to play back toward the ball, so that's real good. He, he's a ball hawk, man. He's true a ball hawk. Already got that note down, so I'm not going to write it again. And look at this one. Tightly contested catch against Georgia. So these really all hold a lot of weight. This Georgia defense is always usually really good. Uh, so here we go. I mean, do we get a replay? Oh, we don't even get a replay of this one. I mean, just look how tight this defender is on him. And it doesn't affect his ability to catch the ball. Very well done. Alrighty, another play against Georgia in the Peach Bowl college football playoff semifinals. This play against Oklahoma. Or I think the last play was against Oklahoma too. Did I say Georgia? Yeah, I did say Georgia. All right. That was the Georgia was the SCC championship game. This is the college football playoffs round one. Bingo. Wide open. Still able to get kind of seven yards after the catch. Yes, sir. Fourth and two, they hand it off to Jamar Chase, and he picks it up. Yes, sir. That's just disrespectful. They didn't even need to go for that. They're up 49-14. to 14. Now you're just being disrespectful, but I'm about it. Now we get it here in the championship game, already down 7 nothing to Clemson. Joe Burrow says we're going to air it out and open up the scoring here. Jamar Chase, one-on-one -on -one coverage here. Defender cannot get him beat, and uh, Jamar Chase goes in for about the 60-yard touchdown pass. Yes, sir. Opens up the scoring for LSU. Once again, they're down 17-7. He's going to go back to Jamar Chase. He had 220 yards in this game, two touchdowns. He gets brought down at the one-yard line just once again. One-on-one -on -one coverage. He's beating the elite players here. We're talking about the championship game, and he's still burning these corners. Here we go. Fantastic ball thrown. Able to kind of get a half a step on the defender, and that's all you need. That is open, and Jamar Chase open in the back of the end zone for the touchdown. I mean, just look at that. Just a half a step beating him. A half a step. That's all you need. Yes, sir. Now LSU finally has the lead. They go back to Jamar Chase on a wide receiver screen. He makes it work and more and more. About a 40-yard pickup on that play. Very, very well done. And there, that's Jamar Chase's highlight package, y'all. Very, very well done. Now, do we say he's better than Devontae Smith? 
I don't know, Devontae Smith had a solid four straight seasons. I mean, yeah, we get one great season by Jamar Chase, and we're not going to knock that one great season. But overall, he didn't even play last year. We'll see if he's getting shape like that. So we'll see who able, who is going to go the first wide receiver taken. But Jamar Chase has made a real great, compelling argument here. Um, he really just goes and gets the ball. That's what, and that's what you need from the receivers, right? Alrighty, that is it for us today. That's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back tomorrow live noon Eastern with another draft prospect. Who will it be? You have to tune in and find out. And maybe we try to fix that Joel Embiid blunder that we had today. Um, Alrighty, so we're out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back tomorrow noon Eastern. Twitch.tv slash takes by fans every day, folks. Get used to it because we're here for the long haul.